0: From the Office of Undergraduate Admissions at the George Washington University, this is GW Unfiltered, the student-led podcast where we get unfiltered about all things GW, meant to be listened to over a cup of coffee. For today's episode, we're going to try something a little different. We imagine you're itching to visit GW in person, and we certainly miss having you on campus. So today, we're going to have our GW Star Tour Guides take you on a journey through GW's campus. We encourage you to follow along by accessing our self-guided tour PDF on our website, go.gwu.edu slash journey. Whether you happen to be passing through Washington DC or sitting comfortably at home, let us guide you through some of the highlights and treasures that make our GW community so special.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Grace Ferella, and I am a junior at George Washington University in the Columbian College of Arts and Sciences. I'm a communications major with a double minor in public health and history. I'm originally from Milton, Massachusetts, and I'm here to welcome you today to our self-guided audio tour of George Washington University. We're so glad that you can join us for this new virtual way of engagement. We hope that this self-edited audio tour will still give you a taste of our campus life um, and a little bit about what makes George Washington University so special. So a little overview about GW in general. We are a medium sized school in the nation's capital, Washington, DC. We pride ourselves on our excellent academic programs, as well as the unique facts that we are in the nation's capital. We have a great experiential learning program and getting to be part of the overall DC community um, and a part of everything it has to offer from internships, to you know, being close to the national Mall to study. Um, and we call those some of our only at GW moments that you won't get anywhere else. And so a little bit about GW, we have two campuses here. Our main campus is the Foggy Bottom Campus. It runs about 20 city blocks um, and it's about four blocks away from the White House. Most of our students do live on the Foggy Bottom Campus in our residence halls. Um, a lot of our classes are here. So we're right in the middle of the city. It's an urban campus. Um, With everything around and it's a great place where we can have academic learning, but also you can leave campus a lot to go explore the city um, If you have a job or you just want to, you know, take the metro somewhere We have easy access to all the benefits of city life and it's a great campus to be a part of We also have the Mount Vernon campus, which is about 15 minutes away from the Foggy Bottom campus We call it the Vern and that's much more of a suburban area Open green campuses, a typical college campus look. We have, you know, our, a lot of our athletic facilities are over there. We have great amenities like a black box theater. We have a dining hall over there. Um, but also, the Mount Vernon campus is home to about one third of our freshman class. Um, and a lot of uh, our freshmen will take classes over there, especially our university writing program that's where uh, all their classes are held and freshmen will uh, go back and forth. So we do have academic buildings over there and it's a wonderful community that we love on our campus. Personally, I'm a fan of the Sunday brunch on La Verne um, that is offered to the dining hall. And it's, a, you know, quiet. If you need a break from the city, um, we can go back and forth. So that's a little overview of our two campuses. So now we're gonna take you on this self-guided IDEO tour. Your first stop will be the School of Media and Public Affairs, SMPA. And once again, thanks for joining us for the tour.
2: Hello everyone. My name is Hannah Sturgis. I am a senior from Smyrna, Delaware and I am double majoring in journalism, mass communications, as well as theater. This is the School of Media and Public Affairs building. Um, And this building houses the School of Media and Public Affairs, which has two majors, journalism and mass communications and political communications. This building is incredible. I spent a lot of time here. So just an overview of kind of the facilities of the place. Um, Inside, you will see that there is the Jack Morton Auditorium, and we host a lot of great events there. So we have hosted political commentators um, that you've seen on the news, such as a former GW student, Chuck Todd, has come here quite a bit. We host political debates, discussions, um, and a lot of GW events that are exclusive just to students. And so we've gotten to meet a lot of people that we look up to that come to GW to speak on their careers and different issues. And we also have the opportunity to use broadcasting studios as well. So up on the fifth floor, you will find um, fully equipped studios as well as cameras, um, editing suites, and everything that you would really need to make your own documentary film if that's what you wanted to do. And so being an SMPA student means that you are really out in the community finding and reporting on stories that are going on in in present time. Um, You know, breaking news happens in Washington and we discussed in the classroom that that very same day. Another great thing about SMPA is that a lot of our professors, if not pretty much all of them, have worked in Washington, have worked in journalism in some way, and um, are able to impart that that expertise and experience to us as students, which is invaluable. Something else I want to touch on is uh, Planet Forward, which is an initiative started by Frank Sesno. He was a former CNN host. Uh, and it's it's really geared towards a sustainable reporting, which is something that we're getting more into here within SMPA. Um, and it trains students on how to report on climate change and sustainability issues across the globe. And it even sends students out on trips pretty much every year um, to places like the Galapagos Island. That was a place uh, in 2019. So if you're interested in that, definitely look into it. I think you can find really any type of reporting here. But I think uh, Planet Forward is one of the more exciting new initiatives that we have. And that is a really quick rundown of the School of Media and Public Affairs. Thank you.
3: Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Cassandra Palaisi. I am a senior in the Milton Institute School of Public Health, majoring in public health, with double minor in political science and linguistics. I'm originally from Lincoln Park, New Jersey.
4: And hi, everyone. My name is Anthony Vitrano and I am a senior in the Elliott School of International Affairs with a concentration in International Politics and a minor in History. And I'm originally from Long Island, New York.
3: Welcome to Yard, everyone. This is Foggy Bottoms, like unofficial green space. Um, it's the largest green space on this campus. We use this space for a lot of different student events. Um, There's a carnival that goes on on the first night where first year students um, will partake and there's free food and carnival games and free t-shirts. Sometimes they give out tickets to wizards games and all of that types of fun stuff. This green space also is heavily used by the student body when it gets really nice and warm outside. So there'll be hammocks hanging up. A lot of the time you'll have to dodge frisbees as you're walking past. People really come out in droves onto this space. Uh, if you look down, you'll see some bricks around U-Yard. That's part of the alumni brick program um, that used to be a part of our campus. Um, these bricks were available to purchase by alumni, and you can get your name on them. You no longer have that, but the money that would have gone to the brick program now goes to financial aid. So I personally am a fan of that. And if you guys can do free time later, you could try to find Kerry Washington's brick in Cogan Plaza. It's near the fountain.
4: Another great thing about Yard is that if you look right over our law school, you actually can see the International Monetary Fund, which is really cool. And I walk by it every day to class on my way to the Elliott School. Another great thing that you could see if you're looking up on Yard is our GW Greenhouse. Um, it's really awesome. It's a great program if you're interested in any type of agriculture or doing any type of research with plants. It's really great. And right next to it, we actually have our GW Beehives. So if you're interested in raising some bees and having a lot of fun making honey, then you could actually do that right on our campus. Another thing that's in U-Yard is the GW Textile Museum. So if you're interested in having an internship at a museum for an arts program, the GW Textile Museum is an excellent place to do it. And if you look toward Bell Hall, you'll actually see one of our GW University blue lights. So a lot of college campuses have blue lights. If you're ever feeling unsafe on campus, you can walk up to it, press the button, and a GWPD officer will be there within 60, 90 seconds. However, we do recognize that it is not the most practical solution sometimes to stand still if you are feeling unsafe. Therefore, we have this great app called the GW Pal app. The GW Pal app is basically a blue light in your pocket.
3: So, if you're feeling unsafe, you can arm the GW Pal app, and that acts as a mobile blue light system. So, if you're walking away from wherever you were feeling unsafe, the uh, GWPD knows your location, and they can come to you wherever you are to assist you from there. On the GW Pal app, there are also a couple other features to kind of enhance our safety protocols. We take safety very seriously here on campus. There's a program on the GW Powell app where you can request something called a safe ride. Um, safe ride are operating shuttle buses and cars. They say GW in like huge letters on the front of it. And if you're ever feeling unsafe or you don't want to walk home, um, wherever you are on campus, you can call a safe ride and this GW emblazoned vehicle will pick you up and bring you from point A to point B um, anywhere on campus. So I use it when it rains typically. and I don't feel like walking back. I've never had to use it because I felt unsafe, but it is an option that's there. And it's completely free for students. It operates for very, very late hours into the night. So you're never really stuck anywhere.
4: Thanks so much for joining us in New York. Next, we'll be headed over to the corner of 21st and H where you hear about Lisner Auditorium and our beloved hippo.
5: Hello, everyone. My name is Hagen Leeds Richmond. I'm a sophomore in the Elliott School of International Affairs, majoring in International Affairs with a concentration in International Environmental Studies and a double minor in Sustainability and Hebrew. I'm also from Akron, Ohio for all of my Ohioans out there. Now we're gonna walk along eighth street towards Listener Auditorium. If you'll see there is this wonderful statue of a large hippo on the corner. What is that doing there? So, the majestic water horse of the hippo, legend has it, they used to be in the Potomac River uh, in colonial times. But actually, uh, there's a funny story about how this statue has gotten here. So, former President Trachtenberg of GW back in 2000 was on a weekend getaway uh, with his wife, but she had to go home early. And so, he was spending some time in this antique shop talking to the owner for a while. And just as he was about to leave, the owner's like, oh, you know, It's always so frustrating when these people come in here, we have a nice chat, and then they leave without buying anything. So uh, President Trachtenberg had gotten guilted in and decided that he was going to buy this majestic piece of artwork, thinking his wife would love it as a gift. She did not love it as a gift and kindly suggested that he donate it to the university instead. The hippo has become a huge part of student life on campus. We all rally behind the hippo. It is now our beloved unofficial mascot. And as a member of the club frisbee team on campus, we are the G-Dub Hippos and we love the hippo, And so you'll see students kind of walking around campus rubbing the nose or the horns for good luck before exam weeks. And now as we're standing here, you'll see this large building is Lisner Auditorium. This is one of the largest performance spaces in the DC area. And so we have a lot of GW specific events that will take place here throughout each year and every semester, such as Acapalooza, and the GW Excellence in Students Awards. We also have all kinds of speakers and other events that will take place that connect GW to the greater DC community. So a short list of speakers that we've had over just the past couple of years include former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, Bill Nye, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Alec Baldwin, Tan France, and even former President Barack Obama. Lisner Auditorium is one of the spaces where GW students will make some of their best memories here connecting with the rest of the community and the DC area in general. Thank you so much for joining us at the Hippo and Lisner and learning more about this stop. Now you're going to go to Hogan Plaza through Professor's Gate.
6: Hi everyone, my name is Asher Price, and I'm a senior in the Milken Institute School of Public Health, majoring in Nutrition Science and minoring in Public Policy, and I'm originally from Houston, Texas.
7: Hi everyone, my name is Alex Growth. I am a junior studying International Affairs in the Elliott School of International Affairs, and I'm originally from Tampa, Florida. And now we are going to head away from Listener Auditorium into the center of campus, Kogan Plaza, which is one of my favorite places on campus because it's a great place to study. It's a great place to spend the day outdoors, hang out. And then you will see that in Kogan, we have what I like to call our GW monuments. And that is George, who is sitting on the bench and the Tempietto. They're great spots to take pictures. That's where a lot of people take their graduation photos and they take their first photos on campus. So it's kind of a nice memory of your time at GW. So you'll see the icons all over campus and throughout uh, our merch and things like that. So when I first came to GW for orientation, my dad took like 800 photos of me next to George on this bench. And then he posted them all on Facebook. So parents, if you wanna embarrass your kids, now's the time, go take your photos. Kogan is also a great place for our student-led organizations to come and fundraise and to show what they're working on across campus. We do have over 475 student-led organizations across GW. Um, So no matter what you're interested in, I promise you there is an org, there is a community for you to plug into and get connected with. And if you don't find a club that suits your fancy, um, you can always try to start your own club. It's pretty easy. Um, You just need 12 club members and administrative approval. Um, And then you can have your own club. So if you're interested in that, you can always do that as well. So it's a great way to find community. I always say that at GW, our culture is based in our student orgs. Um, Students are really, really passionate about what they're involved in, and they advocate for that on our campus. And I think that that's a really, really cool thing that we have at GW. I personally am involved in a few different orgs across campus. I'm involved in a theater company. Um, I also do STAR, which is our tour guide program. And I'm involved in Greek life as well, which has been a really great opportunity to meet a ton of different people across campus. And we actually host a lot of fundraising events and philanthropy events in Kogan, which has been really cool to see my friends stop by in between classes, hang out, and to support uh, the volunteer work that we do.
6: So in addition to student orgs at GW, another big part of student culture are um, internships all around D.C. Um, So while you're on campus during the school year, you might see students walking to the metro in a suit or business clothes or just going to class um, after their internship. And one of the biggest ways that we find internships throughout GW, whether during the school year or in the summer, is through our Center for Career Services so they can help you with finding what career you want to go into Um, they can help you with um, interviews and looking over your resume Um, and they oftentimes have recruiters in their office as well Um, and one of the platforms that we use to find jobs on campus off campus or just internships is through our database called gw handshake Um, so on handshake thousands of companies and recruiters can post job listings internships Um, part-time jobs just for GW students. They have jobs not only in D.C., but all over the nation. One time, when I was searching for jobs in D.C., I just put Washington, but it actually put me in Washington state. And it took me a little bit of time to realize that I was not even searching for jobs in D.C. Um, But I've gotten a job through Handshake. So in the summer of 2019, um, one of the recruiters on the website messaged me from Capital Area Food Bank, which is the food bank for the DC area. Um, And I actually ended up getting a part-time internship there on their nutrition education team. So it's worked out great for me. And I'm honestly always on Handshake, searching for different jobs, um, whether that be in the nutrition field or summer jobs, um, just to make some extra money. Um, So that's a big part of coming to GW is experiencing DC and taking advantage of the different career enhancing opportunities that we have on and around our campus. Thanks for joining us in Kogan. Next, you'll be going into the large building right in front of you, Gelman Library.
8: Hi, y'all. My name is Julia Kerrigan. I'm a second-year student from Kansas City, Missouri studying speech, language, and hearing sciences. Here we are at Gelman Library. It is the main library on campus, and it's open 24 hours. As you go up the floors, Each floor is quieter, so there's a variety of study spaces from group work to those nights where you just need to lock yourself in the library and work on your university writing essay until the sun comes up. On the first floor, we have the University Writing Center, where you can get help on essays and schedule appointments, and the STEM Works Lab, where you can get help with any science, technology, engineering, or math-related assignments. Some other resources we have in this library is the librarians who can help you pull books and papers for resources, and some classes are even held in Gelman Library. Additionally, if there's something you need for class that the library doesn't offer, the DC Consortium can help you check out books from DC colleges across the city. And if you ever need a study break, the Gelman Starbucks, known as Gelbucks, is right around the corner.
9: Hello, my name is Hope Kim. I'm a senior in the Milken Institute School of Public Health, majoring in Public Health, and I'm originally from Chapel Hill, North Carolina.
10: Hi guys, my name is Morgan Miller. I am a second year student in the Columbian College of Arts and Sciences, majoring in Political Science and minoring in Spanish and Journalism. And I'm originally from Palatine, Illinois.
11: Hi everyone, my name is Kevin. Um, I'm a junior in the Columbian College of Arts and Sciences, majoring in Speech, Language, and Hearing Sciences and minoring in public health, and I'm from just outside Philadelphia.
12: Hi, I'm Jenna. I'm a junior in the Columbian School of Arts and Sciences, majoring in political science with a focus in public policy, and I'm from Evanston, Illinois.
9: All right, so as we walk from Gelman Library towards 22nd and G, you might smell some of our amazing GW Deli bagels, you might see students walking around everywhere, Um, but 22nd and G is really a hub for a lot of different things around our campus. Um, So our first one, actually, if you were to look out towards the sides of 22nd and G, you'll see our... Um, fraternity and sorority life townhouses. So a little bit about our fraternity and sorority life here on our campus. About a third of our students are involved in some form of fraternity and sorority life, so this can range from pre- professional, multicultural, service, as well as your philanthropic social.
10: So I am a part of Greek life here at GW. I'm a part of a social uh, Greek sorority I have enjoyed my time being in Greek life. I would definitely say that it's a, a presence on campus, not a pressure. Uh, it is a great thing to join if you're looking for a way to mix in maybe what you want to do with your career in the professional aspects of your life, or if you want to mix in some philanthropic aspects on campus. I know one of the reasons I joined was so that I could find a community on campus, as well as do some service. Um, There's plenty of ways to get involved in Greek life, and it's just about finding the right one for you. At GW, we do do spring recruitment for the majority of our Greek life, which is amazing. Uh, Oftentimes, the bid day will be on the National Mall, which in itself is a really cool experience. But again, you definitely don't have to do Greek life. About one third of the campus does it, but it is just a really fun thing to join if you're looking for that extra community.
11: So if you look in between the Greek townhouses across the street, you'll see the Smith Center, which is home to a number of our Division I sports programs. We also have club and intramural um, sports. Um, So our D1 sports are part of the A10 conference. So our teams compete against other teams in the conference as well as other teams across the nation. What's really good about the Smith Center is when our teams have home games, students get free access by just using their G-World cards. So if you're free one weekend or one night when there's a game, You just show your student ID and you can get in for free. Sometimes people will say that GW has limited school spirit, but this can be easily refuted by attending uh, one of our basketball games, which is probably our most popular sport. You'll see George's Army and the Colonial Brass cheering on the team. The stands can get pretty packed and it can get really exciting. The basketball team has had pretty good seasons in the past. Personally, my favorite sports, um, I like going to the volleyball games in the fall. I have a lot of friends on the team and they can get really exciting. Um, In the winter, I also like going to the swim meets. I used to be a member of the swim team, so I still have um, a lot of friends and I can head down to the lower levels of Smith in the pool and watch my friends swim. Um, and I also love seeing uh, the basketball court get completely transformed in the winter for the women's gymnastics meets. Those can get really exciting. Um, and it's really cool that GW has a gymnastics team since not a lot of other schools have that. The Smith Center is also used for other events. So Midnight Breakfast um, is an event that's held in the on the basketball court. It's where during finals, um, the Student Association will put on an event where they have inflatables and a lot of games and food for students to just kind of be brief and relaxed in the middle of taking their finals. Um, we also have our org fair there in the beginning of the year uh, where students can go and meet with different orgs and get involved um, on campus. Uh, and also sometimes we have speakers in there. So I think it was three years ago, we had the um, president of France, Emmanuel Macron come and do a town hall with students. So the Smith Center is used for a lot of different things. Um, it's definitely a place that students should check out throughout the year. So I'm gonna pass it on to Jenna to talk about the Learner Health and Wellness Center.
12: So just down the street, you can see the Learner Health and Wellness Center, which is our gym on campus, and you have automatic membership as a student. And they have like pretty much all like modern amenities. They have like track, uh, basketball courts, they have racquetball courts, a pool, and it's open fairly early in the morning and late at night, so it's pretty flexible with your schedule. Um, I know I spend a lot of time there because I'm on the club fencing team, so we practice there. I've really enjoyed club fencing. I think I've, it's been a good community for me. And um, we do also get to like travel around to different schools. And it's been cool to not only meet like people within the GW community, but sort of the wider like DC area because you see the same people at tournaments all the time. Um, and so I think it's just another way to find more communities, more connections and make GW feel more like home. You also have the option of taking uh, a lifestyle sports or physical activity class, which they are one credit hour and you can choose from a various array of, like, different fitness things from, like, martial arts to, like, I know people who have really enjoyed, like, meditation. And then I'm going to pass it off to Hope, to who's going to talk about the NSSC.
9: Thanks, Jenna. Um, so a little bit about our Multicultural Student Services Center. Um, so it really is a hub and support network for a lot of different groups on campus. So they help the multicultural student organizations, the religious life, as well as LGBTQIA plus organizations on our campus. So a couple of things that they do. First, they host Heritage Month events. We are one of the only universities that does South Asian Heritage Month. Um, and so my sophomore year, Tan France from Queer Eye came to Listener Auditorium and they hosted that event to talk about the intersectionalities between being queer and Pakistani, which was amazing. Um, I swear he waved at me in that event. I loved it. And so that's some of their events that they hold throughout the year. But also they just really are there as a support network. Um, So they do a huge block party every year at the beginning of the year to introduce students to these different student organizations. They do free coffee. They do a Thanksgiving dinner every year for the wider DC community to really provide for everyone. So a lot of different resources are available within the building itself. You know, student organizations can meet there. There's always someone to talk to if you ever need to, but also they just like to host events for the entire community to really educate one another about the different cultures that are on our campus. Um, So that's a little bit about the Multicultural Student Services Center, and now I'm going to pass it back once again to Jenna to talk about the Mount Vernon campus and the Vernon Express.
12: So standing here at 22nd and G, you'll probably notice a bunch of shuttles that say HW on them. And they would all be the Vern Express or like the VEX, which is like sort of the slang version that we call it. And that's the shuttle that's going to take you uh, from the Foggy Bottom campus to the Mount Vernon campus and vice versa. So all students are going to take at least one class on the Vern. And so you'll ha- definitely have VEX experiences Um, I lived on the Vern my freshman year so I took it a lot so they were always dependable there's pretty much always one there so you didn't have to stand and wait you could just get on it the VEX also is really nice because they do have wi-fi and outlets on the buses and so it's really easy to do homework uh, charge your phone I know is a big one or kind of whatever you need to do on the VEX especially if you're waiting for the next one to go and you're sitting on the VEX you can easily do whatever work you need to
9: Thanks everyone for joining us at 22nd and G, and now we're going to head on over to Dukes Hall, where you'll learn a little bit about our academics.
13: Hi everybody, my name is Max Unger. Um, I'm a rising sophomore here at George Washington University, studying in the School of Business. I'm studying finance and accounting and minoring in organizational science, and I'm originally from Clifton Park, New York. All right. So as we walk north from 22nd and G, right here on your left, you will see Duquesne Hall. Now, Duquesne Hall is home to the School of Business here at GW, which is one of our seven undergraduate academic schools. To list them off really quickly, we have GWSB, the School of Business, where we are right now the Columbian College of Arts and Science, the Milken Institute School of Public Health, the Elliott School of International Affairs, the Corcoran School of Arts and Design, the School of Media and Public Affairs, and the School of Engineering and Applied Science. Here you can see our Capital Markets Trading Room, which is home to our Bloomberg Terminals Lab. Here at the School of Business, we offer a class called Exploring Finance with Simulation, where students are given a basket of capital and they are instructed to invest it in a stock portfolio that they have researched and selected on their own. The students actually compete against one another to see whose stock portfolio performs the best over the course of the semester. So that is just one of many, many examples of some super specific and interesting classes we offer here at GW. So. Each school has its own dedicated advising office. And one of the great things about our advising centers is the group advising model. So pretty much what that means, for instance, here at the School of Business, I can speak with any academic advisor I want. So all I have to do to make an appointment with them is go to the website and fill out a quick form, and I have an appointment scheduled. Personally, for me, I have gone to the advising center every semester before registering for classes, and they have pointed me in the right direction and told me exactly what I need to do and which classes I should be taking to fulfill my degree requirements and accomplish completing my two concentrations and my minor in four years or eight semesters. We also have faculty advisors for many of our uh, undergraduate majors, as well, which are great resources for more career specific advice. And as people transition from their undergraduate academic experience to the workforce, that is an awesome resource. Along those lines, we also have a career center for the whole university, which is super helpful with resumes, cover letters, interview tips, all that sort of stuff as students start looking towards what they want to do after they graduate. Also, that being said, the School of Business has its own dedicated career center. Definitely, if you're interested in the School of Business, that is a fantastic resource that I know many, many people have leveraged to their benefit on many separate occasions. I hope you learned more about academics in GWSB. And now you're heading just up the street to the Science and Engineering Hall.
14: Hi everyone, my name is Anasia, I am a sophomore here at GW studying biomedical engineering in the School of Engineering and Applied Science. I am originally from Broadway, New Jersey.
15: Hi, my name is Rohan Modi, I'm a junior studying neuroscience in the Columbian College of Arts and Sciences, and I'm originally from South Brunswick, New Jersey.
14: So welcome to the Science and Engineering Hall. I know this de- this building is definitely a fan favorite, not only because of its modern architecture, but just because of how sustainable it is as being one of the most sustainable buildings on campus. Fun fact, it is LEED Gold certified, which just basically is a fancy terminology for meaning that this building is super sustainable. For example, the top of this building acts as like a water filtration system, and it basically collects rainwater and filters them through the pipes to water the plants and flush the toilets here in the science and engineering hall.
15: One of my favorite parts about Science and Engineering Hall are the chemistry laboratories on the second floor. I took my introductory chemistry laboratory there and I can say the laboratories were small in size so everybody got to use a fair share of the equipment. The equipment used in the labs was new technology which was really exciting to be able to get to use in your first chemistry laboratory at GW.
14: I also took um, my introductory lab course there and that the science and engineering hall is kind of like a home place for a lot of introductory labs and chem labs. I know I also have a lot of friends who, you know, take higher up courses that also have their labs in that building.
15: Some of the science classes at GW, particularly the physics classes, are taught in the scale up format. And what that means is that you're able to go into class and rather than the professor lecturing straight at you for an hour and 15 minutes, The primary purpose of your classes are to problem solve and you sit at a table with about eight other students and during class, the professor will post problems on the board and you get to sit in a group and work through the problems so that when it comes time that you have to take tests and quizzes, the problem solving approach and methods are already ingrained in your head.
14: Another really cool thing about the science and engineering call is that each floor is dedicated to something different. So for example, the eighth floor is dedicated to the Cancer and Research Department. And even like the seventh floor is dedicated to the Milken Institute of Public Health. And like just because they're dedicated to different things doesn't necessarily mean that like you can't go on the floor, but like it's just kind of home to like where like the department heads are and like certain professors in that area are located. One of my really favorite things about the science and engineering hall is that as engineers, as STEM students, and even like as any type of major or any type of passion that you pursue, sometimes it's really good if you're thinking about something or solving a problem. So you just want to get it all out of your brain and just brain dump it out. So fun fact, a lot of the walls in the science and engineering hall are actually dry erase walls. So that basically means that you can write on them with an expo marker and like just erase it with like a paper towel or something or an eraser like you would like a regular whiteboard. So this way when like I know me and my friends are studying, we are always like writing on the walls and writing on the windows. It also has study spaces on the first floor. Similar to the study spaces in Gelman Library, you can actually reserve these rooms for you and your friends to have a nice study session and not really be bothered by passing guests.
15: Some of the research projects that are going on in Science and Engineering Hall are so cool. One research project in the biology department involves genome editing of butterflies so that you can actually change the color of butterflies. Another really cool one is there's a lab that works with the tissue in different amphibians, such as frogs. And also, there's a lab that works with the anatomy and physiology of fish. Another thing that you might be asking in Science and Engineering Hall is how can I get involved in research opportunities myself? It's super simple. A lot of the professors at GW are really excited to have undergraduates in their lab and be excited about the research projects that they're doing. All you have to do is reach out to a professor through email. Oftentimes, if that professor can't offer you a research opportunity, they'll try to steer you in a direction towards professors that do have open research opportunities. Thank you so much for joining us at SEH. Our next stop is 22nd and I Street.
16: Hi everyone, my name is Lena Myravitz. I am a senior in the Columbian College of Arts and Sciences. I major in communication with minors in economics and philosophy, and I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky.
17: Hello everyone, my name is Kate Carpenter. I am a second year in the Columbian College of Arts and Sciences studying communications and political science, and I'm originally from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yeehaw!
16: So as we're leaving the Science and Engineering Hall, we're approaching the intersection of 22nd and I Streets. So right here is a big hub for student life because you have Whole Foods, Sweet Green, Roadie. It's a big area for students to eat and hang out. And you might be thinking, well, why wouldn't we be at a dining hall to eat and hang out? And that is because GW does not have a dining hall. Don't let this scare you. I can tell you after four years as a student that I love this plan. I came to GW for the first time and got my G-World, as all of you one day will. So this is your student ID, but it also functions as a debit card. So what most universities will call dining dollars is the entire GW meal plan. The way this works is you get a balance at the beginning of each semester that is included with your housing fee, and you get to spend this basically any way you want. There are 100-plus vendors that you can spend your G-World at, which includes the places I just mentioned, Whole Foods, Sweetgreen, Roadie, as well as Safeway, CVS, Panera, Chipotle, plenty of restaurants on and off campus. So the limits are non-existent you can do anything you want so that's really great if you have eating restrictions you know I keep kosher so I have a little bit of dietary restriction with that if you're gluten free if you're dairy free if you're vegan no matter what it is the best part
17: about this dining plan is that you get to make it what you want it to be Yeah. So I will quickly add that GW is very proud of our dining plan. It is unique from most other universities across the world. Um, One thing that my friends and I love to do is post on our Snapchat stories, your dining plan could never. So what that entails is we'll get something crazy on our dining plan that other people just can't. So whether it's food, or it's household utilities, or it's a haircut, or it's getting your nails done. You can do basically endless amounts of things on our dining plan, which is wonderful. Um, And if you're worried about budgeting, no worries. Everybody has their own situation. So make sure you come into college with a plan and you'll be more than fine with your dining dollars.
16: So as far as the amount of money that you get, freshmen get more than any other grade because they don't have a kitchen in their dorm. So this means that you'll be eating out a lot more frequently. And we wanna make sure that you know, you're know you getting all your vitamins and nutrients, getting all those foods that you need. So you will have plenty to get you started for your freshman year. Once you are a sophomore and junior continuing to live on campus, you will have a kitchen in your dorm. So it's sort of anticipated that you'll be doing some cooking. I was not much of a chef before coming to GW, but let me tell you, Sophomore year kicked it into high gear. (laughs) Um, It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I make a lot of like salads, quinoa bowls, smoothies. I keep cereal in my room, things like that. But it does give you a lot of flexibility to learn, get creative. And it also encourages you to learn some more about budgeting and financial independence, stuff like that. So one thing to keep in mind is that if you do run out of G-World, it is a very simple process to reload your card. You can do it remotely. You can do it in person. Um, It's a pretty seamless process. So you know, if you're spending like 30 bucks on cake from Whole Foods every day, and by the beginning of December, you realize, oh no, I don't have Any more money for breakfast, not a big deal. You can reload your G-World card and all of the places that take G-World will also take independent cash and other cards as well.
17: So if you're thinking that our untraditional plan may not be for you, no need to worry. We have lots of options at GW for dining, um, including a dining hall on the Vern campus, um, which is called Pelham Commons, which is a wonderful option. If you want more of a traditional dining hall experience, Basically, you just pay on your G World and then you can get unlimited food for whatever meal you're paying for. Um, It also has traditional seating, more of kind of like a food court or a dining hall. So you can sit down with your friends after getting some Pell & Commons salad, brownies, pasta, whatever you want and eat and then head back to class, head back to Foggy or stay on the burn, whatever you want to do. But Pell & Commons is a wonderful option if you are interested in more of a traditional dining experience. Um, So that's it. All I have for dining. But I will add on to 22nd and I is that since we're in a city, we're very, very lucky to be able to have public transit as students to get across the city in whatever way we need. So if Uber's just a little bit too expensive for you, no worries, we got the Metro. So GW is extremely lucky to have a Metro stop right here on our campus. It's wonderful to get wherever you could need across DC. My favorite place to take it is of course, to the national mall. I take it right in the middle and then walk around either to the Capitol building or just to the monument,
16: One rite of passage at GW is getting your Metro card. It's not something that the university provides, but it is a really affordable option. It's usually no more than $3 to get anywhere you need to go. The DC Metro system just updated the smart trip card so that you can have your balance on your phone and you can reload it at any time. I used to take the Metro every Friday to get to my volunteering at an elementary school in Shaw. It's not quite walking distance from campus, so the Metro is perfect for that. It's also great, you know, I have family that lives in Maryland, so I'll take it out to visit them sometimes. If you just want to go over to the Capitol to do some exploring, um, maybe take it out to the Capitol and run back to campus just to be able to. It is a D.C. kind of thing. So the Metro is there for you
17: any way you need it. So if you're thinking, wow, GW just can't get any cooler, well, we can, because right here we have the GW Hospital, which not only includes a food court that you can purchase on your meal plan, but it also includes full service to DC residents, as well as maybe some presidential people have used our GW Hospital. In addition, it's also home to some world-renowned programs for both undergraduate and graduate students.
16: Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us at the 22nd and I stop.
17: Now we're heading to the heart of campus at District House.
18: Hi everybody, uh, my name is Sam and I'm a junior in the Columbian College of Art and Sciences, majoring in criminal justice with a double minor in political science and business administration. And I'm originally from uh, Wellesley, Massachusetts
19: hi everyone my name is jessica baskerville i am a junior in the school of media and public affairs majoring in journalism and mass communications and minoring in criminal justice and communications and i'm originally from mechanicsville virginia
18: So welcome to District House. As you enter the building, you'll enter down to the basement into the B1 level, which is one of a couple uh, food court type like spaces we have on campus. You'll see five different restaurants. We have a Chick-fil-A, a a Soul Mexican Grill, a GRK, which is a Greek restaurant, um, Wise God Pizza, and Kin's Sushi Restaurant. Kate and Lena just previously spoke to you guys about the dining program at GW, and these are five of the various options you can use um, our dining dollars at. I would also like to think as this space is kind of a center of campus, Um, you can come here to eat and hang out with friends. We also have on another level below uh, B1 on B2, we have a ton of different study rooms and uh, rooms that sometimes you might even have classes in. I've had meetings in there for various organizations like uh, Camp Kesem, Ultimate Frisbee. So it's just really a nice spot to kind of hang out, do work, hang out with friends, but also meet with a club.
19: Um, the thing about District House is... Because it is a food court, you and your friends want dinner and you don't know where you want to go. You can just go to District House. Everyone dippies up, find something that they want to get. Um, And I just have many memories in District House, um, studying for going to club meetings, stuff like that.
18: District House, in addition to being this kind of hangout place, it's also a residence hall. It has a combination of doubles and quads in addition to affinity housing. Coming in as a freshman, you'll probably be placed in either a double, a triple, or a quad, maybe even a single. Often in those rooms, you might either have your own bathroom or a communal bathroom, depending on which residence hall you're put into. We have a nice process for roommates where you can either get randomly assigned to be a roommate and you will fill out a standard form such as what time do you go to bed, what time do you wake up, are you clean, are you messy? and GW will match you accordingly. We also have a process where you can choose your roommate. So if you meet someone online over Facebook or just have a friend that you know is going to GW, um, you can request to. Live with them. So I would like to think that I had two of the more unique housing experiences at GW. My freshman year, um, I was put in a six-person suite with five other guys. I requested two of them, and I thought I was going to be living in a triple, but I ended up in a six. It was a really fun experience. I'm still friends with them to this day, um, and it was a really nice way to get right to campus and meet five people and have basically five immediate friends to hang out with. The second unique housing experience I had at GW was living in an affinity house in District. During my sophomore year, um, I lived in the Ultimate Frisbee affinity with 15 of my best friends who play Ultimate Frisbee. It was a really, really great time and just a way to bond with 15 of your fellow teammates, org mates, um, you know, whatever the affinity is. Um, the nice thing about it is that you get your own kitchen, your own living room. The rooms are doubles um, and it's suite style, so each double has a bathroom that it shares with another double and you anywhere from 12 to 16 people can live in an affinity, um, depending on the size of it. So it's a really great time, a really great way to bond with people and an experience that I can't recommend highly enough.
19: Yeah. Um, and like Sam mentioned, something that's really unique to District House is the affinity style living that is available. Um, and so that's usually available for upper class students and so maybe not in your first year, but as you're a rising sophomore, junior, um, you might decide that you want to live with um, a group of people. So there's a women of color affinity. There is a band affinity. There's an LGBTQ plus affinity. Um, and they usually have forms and an application process for that. But it's a nice way to have a cute little home of people that share the same interests as you. So That's something that I find really cool. As a student at GW, like Sam said, you might end up anywhere from a single to a quad. There also are six-person rooms. There's housing split between the Foggy Bottom campus and the Mount Vernon campus. A third of first-year students tend to live on the Mount Vernon campus, um, whether it is by choice or through the housing process. There are also living and learning communities on the Mount Vernon campus as well. Some honors college housing is on the Mount Vernon campus. The Women's Leadership Program has housing over there and other com- living and learning communities that tend to pop up. Um, so that's a really cool opportunity for first year students as well. Um, something that's cool about UW is during your first year, they do have um, more suite style rooms, but then as you get older, they tend to turn into more apartment style living um, where you might have a kitchen in unit versus a kitchen in the building or on your floor. And that also will change your dining plan. So you'll have a different dining plan if you have a kitchen in your room versus on your floor or in the basement. Every room comes with a fridge and a microwave, regardless of whether or not you have a kitchen. So you cannot bring your own, but it's something that we provide for you and we'll be taken care of if something happens to it. So a lot of people get handy with the microwave, with the dining plan, going to Whole Foods, doing microwave omelets, stuff like that. Another important aspect of the DW living experience is having a resident advisor. So every residence hall um, has residence advisors assigned, and it usually varies depending on how many people are in the building. But especially as a first year student, your RA is an important person when it comes to your transition into college. Most of the time they host monthly or weekly events in collaboration with other resident advisors, um, sometimes by themselves. So I know that my resident advisor in my first year, her name was Grace. And she had cookies every Sunday and she left her door open and you could just come in, have cookies to talk to her about your week. Um, and she just, she was always there if you needed her to be there. And again, just super accessible, which I found to be really helpful during my first year in case anything ever went wrong. I knew that someone was there for me. Also, every residence hall has a faculty in residence. So the faculty and residence are also a really important part. And they'll do collaborations with the RAs as well. Um, it is a professor at GW that lives in the residence hall with all the students. Um, and they'll usually host weekly or monthly events. As well. Um, I remember my second year faculty advisor, um, he had like monthly guacamole and um, also made so much food for us and he was so nice. Um, he offered us tickets to go see shows at the Kennedy Center. Um, he sent weekly emails and pictures of like his cousin's dog or something. It was so cute. And then my first year faculty and resident, she took us with um, some resident advisors to the NPR building and we got an exclusive tour of NPR. I got to sit at the tiny desk. It was a really fun time. So I found that they have also been very important when it comes to adjusting to DC life and residence hall life. Um, And the whole point of living on campus during your first year is to not only get adjusted to campus, but get adjusted to DC as well, Um, because there's so many places to go, it can be overwhelming, but RAs and faculty and residents are very helpful in that transition.
18: Thank you so much for joining us in District House today.
19: Now y'all are off to the Admissions and Alumni Welcome Center.
20: Hi, my name is Sarah Gregory. I am a junior in the Columbian College of Arts and Sciences, double majoring in political science and philosophy. And I'm originally from Colonia, New Jersey. Thank you so much for coming on this self-guided tour today. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, We typically end our tours by talking a little bit about why we chose to go to GW. So a little bit about why I chose GW. Uh, from the very first time I visited campus. I just totally fell in love with it. I love the idea of being right in the middle of DC. It really feels like all of DC is your campus, which I really loved. GW just has so many things to offer. Our professors are absolutely amazing. They give you so many networking opportunities and opportunities to learn about future careers. Also the students at GW, my peers really pushed me to do better I have done things since becoming a GW student that I never imagined doing. I've had such cool internships and jobs, and I've met so many cool people. And I honestly never thought those things were even possible. Uh, But because of GW, all those things did happen. I am absolutely never bored at GW because there's always something happening. There's always a way to get involved. I really have enjoyed my time at GW, and it has been so special, and I've learned so much and done so much. And I know that you would feel the same way if you came to GW.
21: Hi, everybody. My name is May. I am a junior in the Elliott School. I'm studying international affairs and minoring in French. I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland. So, the three main reasons that GW was the right fit for me were number one, the Elliott School. I really wanted to study international affairs, and I love how the Elliott School program is really engaged and focused on not only learning theory, but practicing it and learning what. Is happening in the world. My perfect example of this is Professor Michael Brown who used to be dean of the Elliott School. He now teaches the incoming freshman intro to IA because that's how much he loves the program. He wants to get to know everybody and that spirit is really all through the Elliott School. The number two reason is the honors program. Um, I am a part of the honors program where you can apply to get in on your application. It's one extra essay. And what I love about the honors program is it gives me a little bit of a smaller community. GW is pretty sizable undergrad and honors helped me to meet more people to overlap in some classes. And I also got to take a lot of classes that I wouldn't have had to take and might not have thought to take with my major. And then finally, financial aid. So GW automatically considers all of its applicants for merit financial aid. And I was fortunate enough to get the Presidential Merit Scholarship, which really helped me and my family. It made it realistic for us as opposed to other schools that were maybe a similar pricing and didn't offer us that opportunity. So that's why I love GW. I hope you guys might have some ideas why you might love it too.
22: Hello, my name is Juwan. I'm a junior in the Milken Institute of Public Health, studying public health with a minor in psychology and communications i'm from charlotte north carolina and i'm going to tell you why i chose to come to gw so basically there were many reasons but two of them that i would say were the main reasons are um, i really wanted to live in a city and the opportunities that gw has to offer i pretty much only applied to city schools and considered them as my top schools um and so gw fit that criteria to the t it's literally located in the heart of the city um, very close to the white house very close to a lot of different things You will definitely like get the experience of living in the city, having the hustle and bustle, but also being able to like slow down and just like go at your own pace as well. The other reason is for the opportunities and experiences. When I visited GW as a senior in high school, I stumbled upon the one of the deans at the School of Medicine and we were just having a casual conversation. About my career and like what schools I wanted to go to, but I think they thought I was a current like freshman at GW. I basically just did the conversation towards like you know their profession um, and like how students get involved. And then after all that was said and done, they offered me a position to work in their office. And so my first year coming to GW, I was um, pre-given like a job. Um, just to be able to watch and shadow the, one of the deans at the School of Medicine, so that was really cool. As like a senior in high school, to see how easy and like how like available opportunities are at GW. So that's just one story now being on campus going through my like first year at school it's very prevalent of like seeing the opportunities how DC is literally a hot spot for all different types of jobs all different types of majors like there's something out there for literally everyone um, and it's just up to the student to take advantage of and so i really appreciate it as like a high school senior just being able to see like opportunities really do exist here and that you know i really wanted to be a part of it so those are the reasons why i chose GW
0: And there you have it, folks. Thanks so much for spending this time with us. We can't wait to have you on campus again, but until then, please check out our website to learn about more ways that you can engage with us. A special thanks to all of our stars for their contributions. To learn more about GW's campus, please visit our website at go.gwu.edu journey. Support for this podcast is provided by the George Washington University Office of Undergraduate Admissions. The producers for this podcast are Rebecca Durango and Hannah Sturgis. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next time.